Welcome to Innovation Destination, the podcast channel for supply chain industry professionals. This episode is part of our Executive Perspective series, where we will hear from the C-suite of the electronics and manufacturing industry. Here's your host, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Connect, Tyler Fussner. Hey, good morning, Mike. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Tyler. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. If you wouldn't mind, please introducing yourself to our audience. Uh, Sure. My name is Mike Regan. I am with the Telecommunications Industry Association, and specifically, I uh, oversee the activities of the Quest Forum community within TIA. Uh, TIA is a long-operating industry association and standards development uh, organization, literally hundreds, thousands of standards developed over many decades. We have roots going back almost 80 to 100 years, if you can believe that. TIA is structured within four communities. Uh, One is technical standards, uh, focuses on topics such as uh, data center design, structured cabling, cell tower design, things of that nature. We have a very active government advocacy uh, group mediating between our membership and various global governments pursuing the uh, the goals uh, of our members. Third community technology programs, these tend to be um, uh, pulling together works of some of the other communities into things like a data center design and certification program, a smart buildings certification program, uh, things of that nature. And then uh, Quest Forum, which I'm responsible uh, for, and we focus on business uh, performance improvement standards. Uh, pretty widely known for a uh, near 25-year-old standard called TL9000, which is a quality management system. Uh, And most recently, uh, we have uh, developed and are promoting a standard called SCS9001, which is intended uh, to provide a higher level of assurance of the uh, cyber and supply chain security uh, practices of those operating within the ICT industry. Excellent. Yeah, and and Mike, that is why I'm so glad to uh, get you to be able to sit down and talk to us today because I know our audience wants to hear about supply chain security. And as I understand, like you had just touched on, this uh, new standard that TIA has developed, SCS 9001. Can you please explain a little bit more about what exactly that standard is and why it was developed? Sure, glad to. Everyone is aware of Um, the vulnerabilities that are being exposed on on pretty much a daily basis. Uh, The the types of cyber attacks that are taking place are broadening in in scope and severity and the types of attacks that are launched. This this isn't just ransomware and and, nuisance any longer. Uh, The the bad guys are attacking critical infrastructure within countries. They are attacking mission uh, uh, critical uh, systems, life critical systems in, in some cases. So the, the, the problem has really grown and, and frankly uh, hasn't, hasn't been solved yet. Um, several years ago, our, our membership and you know our, our standards are developed by people from industry for industry. It's not like you know we, we decide something that sounds interesting and go and, and launch a new standards uh, effort. Uh, people from industry that were members of ours came and said, look, you know, here's some of the things we're kind of struggling with. There's a number of works focused on uh, cybersecurity, but there's really a gap here in uh, accounting for all elements of how an organization operates, uh, including its supply chain practice.
practices. And there's, you know, number of examples of supply chain attacks that the bad actors have, have launched. Um, SolarWinds maybe being one of the uh, most prominent of those. And so we, we said, you know, there, we, we don't want to do something for the sake of doing something. We don't want to repeat prior art that's already been done and released, but we, we saw a gap. And, and that was uh, bridging into uh, supply chain security topics. And so we, we pulled together subject matter uh, expertise from our membership. And for a standard like SCS 9001, it's, it's a big standard and it's intended to solve a, a tough problem. Uh, we, we had to pull in subject matter expertise from a wide variety of disciplines, you know, supply chain, logistics, quality, product development, uh, IT, network design, architecture. Um, so we are, you know, we're fortunate to have a very broad member base that could donate that level of expertise. Uh, we assembled our team and when we put together uh, this standard called uh, SCS 9001. Uh, it is intended to allow people to evaluate their vendors as to their security practices with, with a, uh, a goal of providing a higher level of of assurance of the inherent security present in the products and services going into um, modern networks. Okay, so I, yeah, it sounds like you have a very widespread team that has attacked this thing from multiple angles and you're really setting up a, a standard to put some, some new checks and balances in place. From the flip side of that perspective, how does someone utilize SCS 9001? So there, there is a, a, a number of ways, you know, we, we are proponents that for solving difficult problems, independent auditing and certification provides the highest level of assurance. But, but I think this probably comes down to, you know, the, the levels of trust that exists in a network operator and their vendors. Um, you know, if you've had long-term relations uh, with a particular vendor and you, you've done, you know, audits or you provided them with, you know, security requirements and they've answered it, you, you might have a higher higher level of confidence in the deliverables from certain vendors and, and, and not others. Um, so, you know, this, this can be used to drive consistency in the performance uh, of, of your uh, vendors. And again, with the, with the ultimate goal of, you know, trying to improve and uh, close the window of the types of attacks that are being being seen out there. Well, while we are advocates of certification and part of delivering process-based standards like this is developing an entire ecosystem and network of accreditation and certification bodies and associated training materials, uh, while, while we think that's, um, that provides the highest level of assurance, we, we certainly have use cases where organizations can take and use the standard, assess it against their own existing processes and use it to, to strengthen it, whether uh, a particular customer demands certification to it or not. Yeah, it's, you know, Mike, I'm, I'm curious, as we get deeper and deeper into this conversation, I have to ask myself, are there not already standards in place uh, for supply chain security, for IoT security? I guess what I really want to know is, you know, why was there a need for this new standard and, and what really sets it apart? So great question. For, first, I'll answer with TIA is an industry association that is not aligned with a particular industry. We are agnostic in, in that regard. So uh, if you were to talk to us about the standards that we were developing 15 and 20 years ago, there would be a heavy uh, bias towards you know, traditional public service providers at that time. The works that we're doing today with, with the way that global connectivity has grown, 
uh, we are developing standards that have appeal and benefit to a wide variety of different uh, verticals. This isn't just for the Verizons, the AT&Ts of the world any longer. We are not, you know, a a mobile networking organization. We we are technology and network uh, agnostic when it comes to the types of standards we're developing. So SCS 9001, we believe, uh, provides great benefit not only to those traditional service providers, but if you're operating a a cloud platform or a hosted data center or a a multinational large enterprise, satellite communications, and and yes, uh, Internet of Things. Uh, Internet of Things, interestingly enough, is gaining widespread attention from a large number of global uh, governments. Uh, where they are concerned with the level of security in the devices being installed uh, initially in in households. And then, you know, if you look at the different uh, verticals within IoT, there's industrial Internet of Things, there's critical care, medical devices. There is is a great segmentation even within IoT. Uh, So if you look at things like uh, the the, the the U.S. uh, Cyber Trustmark Program that was... uh, uh, nudged forward by Executive Order 14028, governments are really starting to get involved. Now, that program is a voluntary program, and it's intended intended initially uh, to provide uh, security labeling for household consumer devices. But, you know, there's every expectation it's going to start moving into, um, you know, edge networking types of devices, industrial control uh, types of applications. Uh, when there are certainly cybersecurity uh, works of various types, guidelines, best recommendations, even standards uh, from some leading organizations like uh, the Consumer Technology Association has uh, ANSI uh, CTA-2088 for uh, IoT security. Etsy uh, has a publication uh, called EN303645. And there are others uh, focused on IoT security. But if you were to read these standards, they they will provide benefit uh, for sure, but their focus is on operational security and and baselines of operational security. So things like IoT devices, they can be, uh, you know, upgraded in the future or, uh, you know, passwords aren't passed in clear text, uh, data is encrypted, things of that nature. There is very little, if any, focus on uh, supply chain of those devices. And when, when you consider how these types of devices are, are put together, you know, so certainly different different verticals, there's a lot of early stage companies, you know, innovative, fast moving that maybe are not as mature when it comes to security considerations. There's a heavy use of open source. Uh, you know, we've seen examples of what happens when you don't have a, a very good process around uh, use of open source and most importantly, continuous upgrades and assessment of vulnerabilities detected post-product release. The log4j vulnerability, maybe, maybe, maybe the worst one that's been experienced yet, maybe, you know, an example of that. So, you know, we, we, we felt uh, appropriate now uh, to align with a lot of these government initiatives and some of these cybersecurity standards that uh, are available around IoT to augment and, and grow the level of coverage to include supply chain. This is a really large problem. No, no single standard or approach is going to uh, fully solve it. Uh, so we believe SCS 9001 in combination with some of these more operationally focused security standards can, can provide great benefit. 
Yeah, Mike, I think, uh, you know, you touch on a lot of things there. And I think, you know, one thing to consider kind of aligns with TIA becoming more of a, let's say, a, a, a vertical agnostic association um, as you're touching on so many more industries. I think, you know, at the same time, we can clearly see all of these verticals are going through a digitization process. Everyone is is transforming and going forward with, um, you know, digitization or industry 4.0. And that's opening a lot of doors for, you know, new, new paths that these companies have to navigate and, um, you know, having these standards in place to uh, help guide them on that, on that path forward uh, into a more digitally connected environment is, uh, is of utmost importance. Exactly right. And, you know, having come out of private industry, I led development teams and some highly regulated uh, industries for, for nearly 30 years. Standards can be helpful. They they can be very uh, di difficult to uh, to adopt and operationalize at times, and and the issues of security are so widespread and are you know are on everyone's mind. Everyone's jumping in trying to solve the problem. So there's a lot of noise uh, in the system right now as to which, which is the proper approach. You know which 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 standard should I embrace or not? You know we we have kind of the the differentiation around a big focus on ICT supply. Uh, chain security, but you, you know, again, using this standard in 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 addition to others more operationally focused, we think provides a much higher level of uh, safety. Uh, and the other thing, you know, young uh, companies are, are challenged with because there is so much activity. I mean, imagine having to understand uh, the various. Uh, you know, policy directives and legislation coming out of all of these different global governments, all of these different industry association standards, and, you know, trying to figure out or, or think you need to uh, embrace or certify all of them. Uh, there, there is overlap uh, in, in many of the areas of government publications and, and the uh, operational security um, standards. The, the way that we're approaching it is we, we have very broad provide a high level of coverage and we do mapping exercises against these other various works. And we almost always you know, have a very high level of overlap and coverage with some of these others. So for just cost efficiencies and simplicity, if someone wanted like a single global standard that they could embrace and have confidence that it's giving them um, you know, a high level of ability to checklist against all of these other uh, publications and best practices, you know, we, we can provide that that uh, that level of support and evidence showing that a certification to, to this standard moves your needle pretty significantly in meeting the expectations of all of these different regions and, and, and other uh, other uh, documents you may be looking at. Yeah, and it's, um, it's a tricky subject to approach, right? You got to have security has to be top of mind, as you've already touched on, um, you know, bad actors are on the rise. Their methods are changing, their points of attack are changing, and uh, this is something that every single industry has to keep as a priority focus. Um, you know, something else you had brought up with the uh, U.S. Cyber Trust Mark program, there seems to be a huge surge in global initiatives aimed at, you know, applying standards to IoT security or supply chain security. Will SCS 9001 play a role in this initiative? I know we had kind of spoke on what you uh, are doing now, but going forward, What's the goal for these these standards being put in place? How does every single industry approach standardizing their security practices? So, so I think one of the first things is to recognize that th th this is not this is now a cost of doing business. 
right? You know, he, even in my days leading uh, development teams in, in private industry, um, you know, I can tell you the, the the business pressures of, you know, getting that next product to market or, you know, early stage companies that are just trying to survive. Sometimes, sometimes operational practices get deferred uh, for business needs. Can't, can't look at it that way any longer. Developing inherently more secure products, costs of doing that has to be considered a, a cost of doing business. No, no more kicking the can down the road. You, you know, would, would you want to be on the wrong end of a class uh, litigation uh, lawsuit for a breach that was avoidable? You, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be providing that bad news to my my boss or my board of directors or my investors. So, so people just have to start accepting the need to deliver more secure products and services is, is just is just part of the job. Uh, th those of us that are working on the standard side of it, I think, need to have a, an appreciation of what we're asking uh, industry to do and to make it as easy as possible to insert and adopt and start altering operational practices uh, to be more secure by nature. It, it doesn't need to be more difficult than what's in place today. It, it's just a matter of you know getting it done and getting things in place and then having proper checks and measures uh, to ensure that those improved processes continue to be uh, practiced uh, over time. But it, you know, if, if you if you look at the level of attacks that still come every every week, uh, what we've tried so far, uh, I think, is proving to be uh, insufficient. We we need we need to uh, work harder collectively to have a better security posture so that the bad guys can't have it as easy as they have. And Mike, I think you put it perfectly there that your device security has to be considered a cost of doing business today. It's it's on the list. So looking ahead. What's the future look like for TIA? What, how does SES develop from here? Uh, well, we, we, we are very uh, busy for sure. There's been a, a tremendous interest generated um, in SES 9001 and the problems that it, uh, it aims to solve. We are in the process right now of releasing the second version of it. Uh, it should be done uh, this month. Hard to believe it's September already, but it is. Uh, that should be done this month. And then we're immediately going to start looking to specialize uh, a bit by putting together new teams and work groups that will assess the standard as to its sufficiency in meeting their business needs, in particular ICT verticals. Uh, and the first one that we've uh, focused, uh, for some of the reasons previously mentioned, is IoT. A, a huge, huge um, trend of increased devices of all types being installed in all kinds of different applications. We think SCS uh, 9001 uh, in its current form provides great benefit and value uh, to that vertical. Uh, and we're looking to move into it by assembling a new uh, work group with some of the globally just premier companies delivering IOT products and assessing the standard as to um, its adequacy in meeting their needs. So we may, we may do a version, we may create something like a, a profile for different uh, use cases. Uh, we may adjust some of the controls and enhance them, some of the, uh, the measurements we may enhance into particular verticals. Uh, but our first focus is going to be on uh, IoT. And uh, we are assembling, um, you know, kind of a, a who's who of players uh, to work on that, we're we're very um, appreciative of the support already 
uh, provided uh, to us with the intent on joining this team. And I would expect sometime this month, uh, you'll see uh, press releases announcing its formal launch and a call to industry uh, to, you know, come come and join us. Take take a look. Take a look at the work. I think you'll find it to be very beneficial in solving some of, some of the problems that people are currently facing. And we are a volunteer-driven organization, so we welcome uh, additional participants to come in, share your your views, your your problems with peers uh, within the industry, and uh, all work together collectively to uh, move the needle and make some improvements. And in line with uh, that invitation, say if any of our audience is listening to this conversation, they say, I want to leverage uh, these standards as a resource in my business practices. Uh, where do they look? How do they get involved? Probably the easiest place, um, go to our website, tiaonline.org, and there's a, a wealth of information up there, including the uh, different ways to uh, contact us for the areas of interest, and we would be glad to share more information and uh, hopefully get you involved. Mike, thank you for joining us today. I think there's a lot of good information. It's a, it's a hot topic, and I think you're going to get a lot, uh, a lot of people reaching out about this. Great, great discussion today, Tyler. Thank you for the time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Innovation Destination. Follow us online at supplychainconnect.com or find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest supply chain industry news. Do you have any questions or is there a topic you would like us to cover in a future episode? Please contact us at editors at supplychainconnect.com. That's E-D-I-T-O-R-S at supplychainconnect.com.